Wera and hello to Andrew, Dr. Andrew Roachford, who joins us on Karma today. Hello, Dr. Roachford. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Philippe. This new online survey on digital health has been launched. Uh, can you maybe just t- talk us through some of the aims of what the online survey is trying to achieve? Yeah, so the idea is that you know, there's a national strategy around what innovation and technology in the digital health world is is you know useful and how are we using it and, and how can we shape that, that strategy for the next you know, five years of what we want to see our focus and 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 um, you know policy and strategy around implementing into our healthcare system and the, this online national survey it allows us to have our say uh, it allows us to talk about what you know what are some of the, the innovations that we're seeing ourselves starting to use whether that's you know, telehealth consultation with your doctor uh, whether it's electronic prescriptions or even, you know, the My Health Record, where there's 23 million My Health Records with, with information in there and, and starting to, to, you know, get some information about how do we use that, uh, what would we like to see used in the future, um, and that's the, the opportunity for us to have our say. You've been a big advocate for health innovation through digital technology and, and digital uh, healthcare systems. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about how far we've progressed, say maybe in the last decade or so, or even when you've been uh, working as a doctor? Well, it's come a long way. Uh, it, it, there's always been, you know, a lot of work going on in the background, a lot of you know development, research, trying to figure out how we can implement you know new technologies in, into healthcare. But you know, even just in my time, you know, going from a place where you know, as an emergency doctor, we, we, we had to scramble to try to find information about patients that had come in, whether it's their allergies or, or medications they might be on or past medical history to a time now where, you know, with the, the My Health record and the, and the access that we have as clinicians to that information at critical times, you know, we can make better decisions, um, you know, ensure that we're not giving medications to people they may be allergic to, you know, you know formulating you know, a plan and a strategy for patients that, that's that is better informed. I mean, that's a very simple thing that we've seen become, you know, part of common practice in our hospitals and in our healthcare system. I mean, electronic prescriptions is also one of those things that, you know, the paper prescription has been, you know, it's been around for a very long time um, and now moving towards a time where people can have a a script sent to them via email or on their mobile phone, Um, you know, having that transferred to your doctor uh, from your doctor to your pharmacist, you know, we've seen almost 15 million electronic prescriptions since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. And it, it just changes the way that that information is, is provided and, and reduces the risk of prescribing errors, makes life easier. You don't need to fumble around trying to find that prescription or that repeat. And I think those are just two very, you know, simple examples of, of, of how, how far we've come. But there's so much further to go. And I think that in the, in the area of wearables, uh, and patient information and that data, collecting that to be able to, you know, to monitor and see how patients are progressing and then make better decisions. I think that's where it starts to get very exciting in the future, you know, being more efficient, less, less time wasted uh, and better outcomes for patients. You spoke about electronic prescriptions. Um, we've seen a good amount of take-up of digital innovation, particularly in regional and remote communities as well for health due to the pandemic and more because of uh, border closures as well. Uh, is your view how much, in your view, how much has, I suppose, the pandemic helped along the uh, importance of digital health? Yeah, I think it's accelerated it. I think, you know, these moments in history where people, 
you know, recognise they need to do things differently. They need to find, you know, alternatives to how we've done things in the past. And and that's not out of out of choice. It's out of necessity. I think lockdowns. I think restrictions. I think the difficulty we have, you know, keeping up with our healthcare, seeing our practitioners, seeing our specialists, you know, connecting with our our mental health care workers, our pharmacists. These things have been implemented because we need to keep the community safe. And at that time, people have had to implement, you know, alternatives. And when I say people, I mean I mean patients, but I also mean healthcare practitioners. And that's why we've seen almost 70 million telehealth consultations since the beginning of the pandemic. There's been a significant increase in the number of people that are using it. Um, and, and those people that are using it are using it more than once because they're seeing how much it can you know, it overcome those challenges to access. And I think particularly for people in remote, remote and regional areas and in communities that, that don't have the same level of healthcare services, they may have started using it because of the pandemic, but into the future they will continue to use it because it does mean that they can overcome those, those geographical access um, areas um, and challenges so that they can, they can get the best healthcare. They can connect with specialists that you know, have areas of expertise they might have thought they could never really connect with. I think that's what's exciting about digital health. I think it means that um, you know, people in, in all areas of, of the country, all areas of the planet can start to uh, you know, connect and, and keep their healthcare on track by using these tools and, and innovations. What are you hearing from doctors in terms of how uh, digital health strategies affect their work? And again, could you maybe talk about um, the impact it might have on regional and remote communities? Yeah, and, and I think that that's the important, the important part of this conversation is that, and part, part of the national survey is it's not just about patients, it's about everybody that's involved in the healthcare system. And in particular, it, it, it's about those healthcare practitioners. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that digital technology um, tools like telehealth, tools like electronic prescriptions, they save time, they create efficiencies, they, they improve outcomes by reducing risks associated with errors. And what that means is that our healthcare workers that are, we all you know, understand are stressed, uh, they're overworked, um, in a lot of places they're under-resourced and, and, and in regional and remote areas they, there, is a, there is resourcing issues and that we, we need to make sure that for those healthcare workers that um, their workplace, their work, work-life balance uh, and their ability to manage those, those high workloads is, is as efficient as possible because what that means is it means that they can um, you know, make better decisions for individual patients. It means that you know, they have a better um, ability to, to uh, you know, work longer uh, within, their, within their fields. We're not seeing as much burnout. And that's, and that's been seen in other areas of, of life. But in healthcare, it's really important that we look after that resource. You know, our healthcare workers are you know, an essential resource in our system. And that's where these types of innovations um, can help improve those outcomes. I mean, going from just handwritten notes and filing cabinets full of notes and trying to, you know, get faxed information from, from colleagues about patients, new patients that they're seeing. Uh, you know, these are things that took time. They take effort. They add stress to a workplace. Being able to have the My Health record now where, where your information can be accessed wherever you are, whenever you are, if you're seeing a new doctor, if, if it's, you know, being able to get them up to speed with your healthcare. Um, it means that they're, there's an efficiency there, and efficiency means saves time, it, it reduces stress levels. And I think for regional and remote areas, that's even more important um, because 
you know, there, there is that ability to, to share that information with your healthcare workers, whether it's your usual healthcare worker or a new one that you're seeing for the first time. And that just means better outcome for you. It also means it's, it's, it's easier and more efficient for our, our practitioners. Dr. Rochford, earlier this year, I spoke to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander um, a, a co-chair of the Reconciliation Working Group at the Australian Digital Health Agency and um, National Medicines Safety Program, Steve Rinoff. Um, he's, he told me that Aboriginal people and communities across the country were embracing technology to take control of their health and essentially said that there were Aboriginal health services leading the way in providing digital health benefits to their patients. Would you say the same thing? Or what's your experience in particular um, uh, Aboriginal health uh, centres and in, in, in that field? I would say we, we shouldn't be surprised by that. Um, I, and I think that that's because in those areas, that, that, that's where innovation and, and forward thinking and embracing these, these abilities to provide better health care are needed most. And I think that, you know, that, that reflects on two things. One, just the importance of us making sure that we're encouraging those communities to, to, um, to be informed and understand and ask questions and, and, and have these systems in place that they can be used because we know there's better outcomes. You know, we, we, we understand there's, there's, a, there's different challenges associated with our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities when it comes to health care. Um, there's different measures when it comes to those outcomes, and we need to work hard to make sure that anything that can improve those outcomes, make healthcare availability easier, uh, accessible, and, and you know more efficient, is, is important. And it's encouraging to hear that that's the case, but I think that we need to make sure we continue to maintain that momentum in that space um, to, to ensure that we can start closing that gap um, when it comes to, to healthcare outcomes. Connectivity is an issue uh, here in remote uh, parts of the Northern Territory, and I would think other remote parts of uh, Australian, other Australian jurisdictions as well. Uh, how much does a lack of telecommunications and maintenance of, say, antenna towers or the broadband network um, uh, are in terms of issues throughout these remote communities and how it affects uh, digital healthcare or telehealth or other, other innovations through this strategy is there improvements needed well yeah, yeah, you know there's infrastructure is, is a huge cornerstone of digital health obviously we, we need to make sure that connectivity exists and i think that's part of what we need to why we need to encourage people in the national strategy and the survey here is to to, to discuss those issues uh, in the areas that they are in um and, and really make it apparent whether there is connectivity issues whether the infrastructure is being able to keep up with these advancements in digital health and I think that that's why, you know, it's important for in these moments where you, you can have a voice and communities can um, be encouraged to, to air um, those concerns where they want to see more focus. Uh, and, and I think that everybody agrees. You know, that's part of making sure that as a country we have a connected healthcare system. It's not just about having the technology. It's about having the infrastructure to, to carry that technology. And I think that that's where, you know, it, it's important for us to, to take the time um, to give that feedback uh, so that it can be a part of the strategy moving forward about how we can make sure that you know there is a universal coverage when it comes to that that um, that infrastructure. Now, this uh, survey that is currently on uh, that people can uh, take part in uh, is it currently open, or when when are people able to uh, partake in it? 
Absolutely. Yep, you can jump on now. So the website is nationalstrategy.digitalhealth.gov.au nationalstrategy.digitalhealth.gov.au You just jump onto that website and, and get started. You can be anonymous. Um, you don't have to give personal information. And it's just a series of questions. You sit down with a cup of tea and just work your way through. They just ask you about what you've done in the past, what you're using now, what you would like to see in the future, where you, where you, you see that you know, things are, are valuable, where things need to be improved. And it's, it's really important information that's going to help shape the strategy of, of how we can continue to accelerate and, and be a world leader when it comes to uh, you know, digital technology, a connected healthcare system, and making sure that it's not just one that um, you know, provides better outcomes for, for certain areas of Australia, but, but it provides better outcomes for all areas of Australia. Dr. Roachford, thank you for talking to us here at Karma in the central centre of Australia. My absolute pleasure. You have a great day. All right. Thank you, Dr. Roachford. And yeah, you too. You have a great day too.